Chalufa. What's up? This is the Islanders View Podcast with the Backyard Convos. We're experiencing the backyard conversation of Islanders. It's your boy JC, B. How's it? And the Uso Junior. How's it, everybody? We're just talking about worldviews, life experiences, culture, sports. You know, we're just chilling, kicking back, speaking our minds. Yeah, you're about to go into a mind of an Islander right about now. Chalofa family, welcome to session number 27. Yes. We are back. Woo, 27? Wow. 27, brother. 27. I know. We're halfway there. <laughs> Almost our one year, too. We're halfway, halfway there. there. Halfway there. We're halfway there. <laughs> uh, but, hey, welcome to session number 27, family. Thank you guys for joining us. If it's your first time here again, like I always say, please subscribe. Please like the video. Please share the video with all your family and friends. Thank you guys for joining us. We have a special yes. guest in the house. Yes. This time I will not. I'm not going <laughs> to, uh, you know, introduce this person. I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to my brother, yeah. Junior, to go ahead and introduce this wonderful man. Thank you, brother JC. I appreciate it. I mean, if people are looking at this session, it's kind of different because this is like a flagship session where we're trying new things, right? So yeah, I don't even know where to look right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. So it's a little different, but... Uh, Yes, we have a special guest here, and I appreciate JC allowing me to introduce this person, person who's special in my life, and uh, I appreciate him coming in. He's uh, in town for a few days, but uh, don't do a double take. You know, we're, we are brothers, but we're not twins. <laughs> I am the oldest one. I am the older one by 11 months. Yes, my mom and dad. I had a child of 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't wait for They couldn't them. wait. <laughs> but uh, please, everybody out there, help me welcome my brother. This is uh, a great man, Pastor Mark. So, Pastor Mark, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Chalofa. Chalofa. Chalofa, brother. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Yes. It's such a blessing to be here. Truly yes. blessed. Thank you. I, I, you know, I asked JC, I, I say that you would be a great person for us to interview because, you know, not only are you a pastor, but you're a pastor in Missouri, you know. They call it the deep uh, deep heart, heart of the what? What do you call it? The gateway to the West. Yeah, the gateway to the West, Missouri. And, you know, finding uh, some islanders out there, especially a pastor who's pastoring a church. So we'd love to get your view as being an islander pastor in Missouri. <laughs> Is it Missouri or Missouri? <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually... Misery. Misery. <laughs> <laughs> it's Missouri, uh, but uh, a nickname would be um, Mizzou. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mizzou. Mizzou. Well, so it, you already got some fans. Uh, looks like family. Mar Marzania. Marzana. Marzania. <laughs> Sorry if I uh, if I butcher your name. I apologize. Marzana. You forgot her name. You were singing with her last night. Oh, that's <laughs> at the karaoke. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the story. But yeah, I was there for a long time last night. We had a good time. Yeah. My boy, my boy Junior though left me. Left me hanging. Oh, I you know. <laughs> we'll get into that story. Well, I think I had heat exhaustion. It was like 103 degrees yesterday. <laughs> nice, well, but again, welcome to welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you on. We're going to get to see like 
you know, everything that you've been through, what, why, why you, what made you take that direction to be sure. a pastor, all that good stuff. But before we do that, we're going to get session number 27 started. You guys know how we do this. Yes. Uh, today we're being, a, we're being a little careful today. <laughs> it's a little different today. A little different. Go ahead. Be telling what we got. Today we are highlighting the longest running company and distributor in the United States. They actually have their there's the recipe a secret fun fact mcdonald's has that that recipe for their for their soda wow fun fact and also their straws are bigger so that you get more carbonation and oh. it tastes different but we are drinking the one and only that makes sense coca-cola <laughs> zero sugar coke zero, zero sugar. is what they call it oh yes. coke zero coke zero mm. there you go mm. all right so to session number 27. Let's get <coughs> going. Welcome again, brother. Thank yes. you. Thank All right, you. let's have some fun. Have some Cheers. good laughs. Cheers. Salofa. Cheers. Salofa. What's wild is that before I got here, we're eating dinner, and I told Ash I've been drinking <laughs> soda. I don't drink much soda, and whenever I do start drinking, it's like a snowball. Uh-huh. I just <laughs> it is like three days, especially it's like soda and chocolate. I just snowball it and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm done. And I won't drink it for like a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So that tasted really good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it actually, Ash. It actually did we started the good. snowball. He's <laughs> gonna be like, oh, what did you do? <laughs> he was off for like two months. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, there was soda in the backyard, and um, we had Father's Day. We grew up at the house. Yeah. And there was a bunch of uh, soda in the little ice chest, a mm-hmm. bunch of water. All the water was taken, and all the soda just left in there. And I was like, yeah, I'm creaming soda. I was like, we have soda in the dang backyard. Why don't I just grab it? <laughs> you know, you're not thinking about it like that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, but before we before we get to know brother brother Mark, uh, just want to uh say some shout outs to people who are coming on. I see some people logging on to the show. Hey. Welcome to the show right. again. If you guys are just joining us, please subscribe, like the video, yes. share the video, yes, share please. the love. That's all we're here for. Yes. Just passing the love, man. Uh, so big shout out to Ken Wakin. He's on. He hey, said, he says Ken. Cholofa, my brothers. <laughs> Ken, he's from uh, Ever Beach too. Oh yeah, yeah. Old right. school yeah. from Ever Beach, Ever Beach in his house. Yeah, Campbell Sabers, <laughs> <laughs> and then Gabriel Camacho's on oh, Chalofa. Hey. Chalofa. Chalofa. Hey, thank Chalofa, you guys Gabriel. for joining us. Um, but I'll go ahead and hand it to my brother Junior to go ahead and do the honors. Ask the first. All right. Oh, right. First question. Are you <laughs> in the hot seat? <laughs> oh, we jump right into it. Man. <laughs> Well, brother, you know me. I, I you know, I've no, I feel like I've known you my whole life. <laughs> but I think it's time for more people to get to know you because you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're gonna be very, you know, very. I mean, very inspired by the story that he's has. So the first question I'm asked is, you know, what made you want to become a pastor and start a ministry? Because that's like a big undertaking. Like, and it wasn't early in life. You did this at the age of. Like a lot of people want to be a pastor. They are eighteen. They want to be a pastor. But you were like, when? When were you? How old were you? Uh, 20, 24, I think. Twenty four. Yeah. And you wanted to? Oh no, I'm sorry. 
34. 34. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was so 34. 33. Yeah. yeah. Basically just starting a new career at 33. Yeah. So what made you want to Just yeah. yeah, become a pastor and start a ministry? Oh, man. Great question. Great question. You know, believe it or not, you probably believe it more than not, but um, <laughs> I did not want to be a pastor. What? You know, you know me and you, we were born and raised in uh, in a family that had other expectations for us. Yes. So, you know, being a pastor wasn't one of them. Right. They thought uh, we were going to be NFL players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that like, is that like how... Every Filipino is expected to be a nurse. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> every Samoan will be a football player. Every, every Samoan will be NFL players. Yeah. So I had film on me when I was uh, Pop Warner. I mean, they're already we had videos and they were passing it around, but that's a whole different story. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I never wanted to be a pastor. Um, I got into um, you know, being active in church through studying the Bible. You know, I just got out the service, and uh, those of us, those of you who were in in the service currently or in the past, being in the service is not easy. No. You know, it's a whole different lifestyle, and if you are not solid in your foundation, it, it can lead you to very different paths. Mm. And I did. I followed a very different path, and you know. Getting out the service was a big thing for me and my family, my wife. And at that time, we had uh, just Munchie, my the eldest right now. And I really wanted to help work on my family. You know, my wife and my kids is everything to me. Yeah. You know, so getting out the service, um, my wife who was born and raised in the church. You know, she had she had this solid foundation to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we weren't raised in the church, but my parents were good and. In, in, in teaching us wrong and right, mm -hmm. um, you know, good and bad. Uh, they're very, very good in teaching us those things. And when we had the opportunities to go to church, they try to keep us uh, active. But it wasn't a foundation for us. Right. So we yeah. didn't really fall on that. Mm -hmm. My wife, being born and raised in the church, she had that foundation for us. So she started going back to church. And, and that was the beginning. And when I noticed... Yes, there was there was a separation, meaning she was getting stronger and stronger and trying to stay focused on her life, on her and my daughter, and try to kind of let go of a lot of the things that we were involved in, mm -hmm. you know. And when I started to notice that, I started to miss being with them because when they go to church, I stay home. Right. When they go to Bible studies, I'm I stay home and you know, I'll probably be in the um the garage with my other brother Peter, our other brother. And, you know, just drinking and just waiting for them to come back. Yeah. Um, because we had two different paths, we st there was a there was a disconnect, and it scared yeah. me. So I started going to church, and then I started studying the Bible, and, uh, and then all of a sudden it happened. I fell in love. I fell in love with studying. I fell in love with God. And mm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it just happened like that. Just you know, I just I fell in love with that and. But being a pastor was never the process in for me in to, to stay in the faith. It was just, it came about by studying. And then what happened was I got to a point where I studied so much material. It, mm -hmm. it was back in 2002, we moved back to Hawaii. 
I got baptized and I got involved in reading all these books and I almost felt like they ran out of books. The church ran out of books. <laughs> really? The, the Hawaii did. <laughs> so all these resources that I had, I, you know, I went through them. And then uh, my question was, as I asked some of the church leaders, I said, you know, I want to study at, at a higher level. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I want to get deeper into the study. Where, where do I go for this? Mm -hmm. And they recommended the seminary. Now, at that time, I had no, no idea what the seminary was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the Islanders' view. You guys are looking at me like Islanders. I <laughs> <laughs> probably don't know what a seminary is either. <laughs> seminary sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's what I thought. It sounded, it sounded like the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, why I got to go to a, a cemetery studying about Jesus? Yeah. It's like, it's like university, right, for pastors? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like in Australia? Australia? Huh? Was it in Australia or? No, it was in, in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. So uh, every denomination will have a seminary. It's, it's like a, a medical school for doctors. Mm -hmm. You become a doctor, you got to go to medical school. You become a lawyer, you got to go to law school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to be a pastor, the, the route through that is through the seminary. It's, it's a graduate level uh, school system that mm -hmm. you study theology. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I figured, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seminary. So, and, so when I looked in and I researched it, you know, I thought I had to, um, you know, just start all over with my schooling because I already had a degree right. in, uh, in, in, in computer science mm -hmm. and information systems. Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to make money first. So this came about when, you know, this came right in the middle of that. So when I found out I didn't have to do all that, it's, it was a graduate level. You know, I had signed up. And then when I got into it, it was a high level of study. Mm. We were talking about studying uh, resources from around the world. Right. And I tell you, it was wonderful. And so positions started opening up. And they started offering different positions. And so pastors became one of the pastorship. And as I learned more about it, I could uh, I truly saw myself being involved in that. Yeah. So this was in Michigan? Michigan, yeah. So how, how was it like you just went from Hawaii? Hawaii, you know, beautiful Hawaii. Wonderful. And then you moved to Michigan. Negative <laughs> 30 degree winter. Right. <laughs> Being an islander. How, how did you do that? And like, were there other islanders there too that you could uh, relate to or hang out with? Yeah. You know, the good thing, there was other islanders. And I'm finding this out, right? Because yeah. Michigan is probably the farthest we've been. Right. East. And yeah, there are islanders out there. Right. So we had Tongans and Samoans. We had Chamorros, you know. Mm -hmm. it, they were all there. It's amazing. And then we went to different places. We find islanders. It's like the military, right? Like yeah. we talked about before. Yeah. Like being like, I know Brandon served the Navy, John's in the Army. They always, you guys always, always congregate with islanders. Yeah. Even like yeah. when I was in Virginia, my mom sure. knew a couple of people there. And, you know, it's like, hey. Your auntie's up there, you know, just visit them and yeah. they'll feed you. At that time, <laughs> yeah. I was like 19, 18, right. you know, yeah. missing the food. But uh, Pastor Mario, I did want to ask you a question. So when you said you went to seminary school and it's like going to higher education for becoming a doctor or law school for a lawyer, when you become a doctor, you go through residency, right? Yes. So once you graduated seminary school, did you have to be like 
I want to say like an undergrad or, or like a <laughs> associate pastor or something. Yeah, like associate that. pastor to like your mentor, right? right like right. your mentor pastor. Some, yeah. So that's a great question. Some of us went that route. Others, during the, the, the schooling, they had residency. So they had, so I, I took part of the residency during the school time, during school time, um, to hone my skills because I, my background, I'm, I'm, I'm literally transferring from one career to a new career. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of my classmates at that time were, you know, they're straight from high school. They went to their undergrad and now they're in their, the graduate level. So, you know, they are working on their process. So they have experience in that. I didn't. So I jumped on every opportunity to gain some experience yeah. so they i had what well, i was working down at uh, chicago mm-hmm. chi town mm-hmm. <laughs> the, windy the windy city, city. yeah <laughs> so i was down at chicago and i was preaching and, and working at all these different churches oh nice I mean, even Southside, you know, Southside. Oh, yeah. Southside. oh wow. Yeah. The bottom loss was Southside Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, dirty South. <laughs> and so I, was, so I was all there. I mean, I was working with different cultures and uh, the Korean church, Filipino church, uh, Southside, a black church. I mean, it was it a was great experience. It was like a crash course for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think God wanted me to take that route. Yeah. yeah. He says, because you're kind of older in your age and you're, you're kind of behind, son. <laughs> I'll give you a crash course on uh, pastoral shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, me and my family was put to the grind. Oh, man. Yeah. That's nice. Well, speaking of that, I, I heard, um, I heard that, uh, you're a pastor for two different types of churches, two different cultures, I would say. Yes. Uh, one that's uh, mostly Islanders or? Samoan Church. Samoan Church. And then uh, the other one is? English Church. English Church. Anglo. So, that, yeah. uh, so, so my question would be, how do you, how do you balance that? <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you got to, it's like, you almost got to, uh, you got some acting skills or what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, one thing that if you if you watch or read anything about Jesus, right? You know, if you watch these movies mm-hmm. about his story, you know the greatest story ever told. Yes, and yes. Like that. You see, Jesus, he always he he always knew his crowd. Yeah. You know, if he's talking about parables or stories about fish, and you know about fishermen, he must be talking to a bunch of fishermen. Yeah. yeah, he always worked with the crowd. He understood his crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I look at that, and I and I apply it to my ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to know my crowd. So right now, my crowd makes me very comfortable. I'm on an island view, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. I can, uh, you know, be a little bit <laughs> islander. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can hang loose a little bit. Yeah, it's just kind of share. But if you guys were a different uh, podcast, uh, with probably a different culture, then I would try to understand that yeah and probably speak in a different dialect or something put on a different hat yeah (laughs) probably wearing wearing a suit (laughs) (laughs) so yeah for the two churches i have a it's it's a samoan english church Mm. and the reason why samoan english it's a samoan base those five families that core families that started that church when we when we got out there um but the base is samoan culture but um, everything is done in English. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Preaching, teaching, uh, we do, if need be, if we have someone that comes from the, the community who understands, who speaks some more, we, we're prepared for that too. 
-hmm. But the idea for an Islander church was Islander base and then start drawing in people to come worship with us in the way we worship because Mm. people worship differently. You know, they worship differently and we're finding out people really enjoy the way Islanders worship. Yeah. Especially when it comes to potluck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so people would join us. They said, man, when is potluck? We want to be <laughs> You know, we got this food. But then other than that, they, they, they enjoy the way we do our music. Right. You know, the way we do our services. So That's awesome. It's an Islander um, base, but we have, um, we have uh, Hispanic members. Mm-hmm. We have Caucasian members. We have um, African-American members. Oh wow! You know these these are people who just kind of enjoy the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and that's the beauty of being an islander. We have that that um, family oriented, mm-hmm. loving uh, style that you know a lot of people really enjoy. Yeah, yeah and I know. That's right. I mean, it's good that you said that because like, I mean, it hap- uh, It's good to hear that it happens in churches when people get uh, stationed in the islands. They want to. They want to move there and yeah. retire there, you know. Yeah, that's right. Like that's why it's just it's crazy because they just love our culture. Just... Yeah, we were. I took them yesterday to the um, Riverwalk. Yeah, went to the Riverwalk and went on the boat. And uh, the you know the person who steered the boat, the boat captain, mm-hmm. I guess he was stationed in Hawaii, Schofield. Uh, Barracks. Yeah, Schofield Barracks. And he saw us. He's like, "Hey, you guys, some boys from Hawaii." He's like, "Yeah, we're from Hawaii." Man, he just got kids. He's like, oh, I love Hawaii. You know, he's like living here in Texas, retired here. But, yeah. oh, I miss Hawaii. And then even when the boat took off, he's like, oh, I got my Hawaiian family here. <laughs> you know, introducing <laughs> us. But, yeah, you know, like it, it, Hawaii had so much of an effect on him that he still talks about it today, you know. Probably yeah. hasn't been there for 20 years and he still talks about it. Or 30 years, right? I think so. Yeah, there. 30 years ago and he still loves that place, you know. so That's awesome. Yeah. So what I've noticed, especially when like a lot of people with that, get stationed on the islands and then they come back to the states and then you know they they leave the service or they're um on in reserve status mm-hmm. reserve duty status whatever they find out or they talk to an islander right they they always ask like which island are you from and he's like oh i'm from guam or hawaii mm-hmm. you know or samoa they all they always leave the island with a um a positive feedback from right. it you know and i think it's because what here stateside it's a different culture it's a different um how can i say uh, what did i say like hospitality yeah you know I the know big thing mean, is hospitality yeah. and i can understand with with your church right being island based you probably bring in everyone that's not from the islands you treat them as as, as if they're family yes yeah. you know and that's i think that's what a lot of people look for in a church or um, a pastor or a congregation is that when they step into that church, they know that they're at their home. Oh, wow. that's right. That's you good. know, that's yeah, right. that's right. That, that, that is a great point. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to our Samoan church, Samoan English church, um, another group of uh, islanders we have in there is from Panape. Hmm. We have a large family from Panape. So we are from the South Pacific, you know. Yeah. So, you know, hospitality you know we're born and and bred that's in that way right yeah. so that's a great point you're saying because that's exactly our goal is when people walk into our church we want to make sure that they feel so um at home and so comfortable mm-hmm. that when it's time for us to do our part in either preaching 
or or you know do special music. Yeah. And our goal is to re- relay a message for everyone. Yeah, you yeah. know, from above. But it's it's so hard if you're not comfortable. If you're not comfortable in a place like in any church, it's going to be hard to receive. Yeah, you know, any especially message, especially when, music, especially and, when you're saying, "Let's, I want to go to church," and that's what you're expecting to exactly. be comfortable. Yeah, and be you know accepted and all that. You know, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, well uh, speaking of that, well, um, what different types of islanders? Uh, a ten-year church. So we got Samoan, we got the the Panapeans, we got um, Hawaiian, mm-hmm. Anna, Sister Anna, as <laughs> <laughs> you're watching. <laughs> so so we can give credit to Hawaiian. Yeah. Um, Filipinos. We have Filipinos. Yeah. A Filipino, my wife, beautiful wife. <laughs> she's half Filipino. You miss, what's your wife's name? Your shout out. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. Gonna, <laughs> definitely shout out to my wife Sandy <laughs> and to my kids. Um, just want to give them a little shout. out. My grandkids, awesome. love you guys all. <laughs> well, speaking of shout outs, uh, let's do some shout outs here. Some people logged yeah, on saying funny. what's up. Uh, JL Vapor says hello, Josel is on here she hey. says what's up that's my daughter shout out to my daughter jay-z's daughter what's up steady <laughs> uncle benny perez says half a day half a day, half a day. Uncle benny. yep and then uh ken Wakin says mahalo for your self uh selfless service to our country oh, yes. and Thank community you. he's a retired air force oh right. yes aim high brother <laughs> <laughs> awesome pastor mark um i know that you said you did your seminary in Chicago. No, Michigan. He did some residency in Chicago. And what made you want to start your church in Missouri? <laughs> oh man, some great questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I finished my my program, and now I'm actually waiting till my wife finish her her program. She's she's a social worker. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. she had a, she was finishing her master's in social work. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we were waiting. So we're waiting for her to finish. And, and during that process, you know, I was still being active as I could in different churches, but I was laying out and I was signing up applications here and there. Yeah. And you're going to find out it's just like, like any career field, any especially professional career field. It's, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough. You know, I was getting uh, letters back saying, oh, we would love to look at you right now. We just, you know, we have a freeze in hiring. Yeah. Uh, we have no positions open. So that that was happening. So I was working at the university. Um, I was their, their vending machine. I, I was the leader, filling all the vending machines, the director, and ordering the stuff. And here I was one day, I was just, I was so broken. And I'm filling up this vending machine. <laughs> and I was looking up to the Lord. I might have opened one or two items. <laughs> and I'm filling up this vending machine and I'm asking God, really? He sent me to school here in Michigan, thousands of miles away. I left everything behind. Mm-hmm. I left a good career. I left everything, my family, you know, my parents back at home. I left all that. To fill up vending machines, Lord. <laughs> and I'm putting this in and just trying to figure this out. Uh, it happened. What happened was it was my my birthday. 
that weekend in February, February 18th. Why I say that, I don't know. If you remember me, send me a gift on February 18th. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but that weekend, it was a, it was a long weekend. Uh, uh, President's Day was on Monday. So uh, I told my wife, I said, listen, I got the whole weekend off, even the holiday. I said, do me a favor, find a place for us to go. You know, we were there in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was kind of tired of school, you know, just kind of kind of broken a little bit. I said, find a place. Let's get away for the weekend. Find, I said, but find, I said, be creative, my love, because we have already been all over mm-hmm. this area, Chicago and all these different areas, Ohio, all the ones around Michigan. I said, be creative. Take us to a place we've never been before. Well, she found Missouri because we have an aunt who was living in Missouri. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had an aunt who lived in Missouri. She contacted her, and I came home from work. She goes, what about Missouri? I said, wow, that's pretty creative. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow. I said, and we called my aunt. We told her about the weekend. She says, come down. And that's, we went to uh, that weekend. My aunt was going to church. She took us to church, and I, this is where I met the Samoan group. They were attending this church, this specific church that they were going at in Independence, Missouri. It's right outside Kansas City. And I met all these Samoan families. We had lunch together, and then everyone I spoke to kept talking about, man, they would love to have their own church one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they love their church, but I think we shared a little bit before this, there's a way Islanders worship. That's right. Yeah. A little bit different. So they kept saying over and over as I talked to every family, said, I wish one day we can start our own church. Well, guess what my favorite class was What's in that? the seminary? Church planting. Yeah. That was my favorite course. The professor was a great guy. And I it always interested it always interested me to to maybe take that opportunity. A lot of people don't like to church plant. It requires a lot of work and mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot. What is what is church planting? Church planning is starting a new church. church okay. From the from ground zero. Okay. Finding your members, finding yeah. everything. Everything. Building. Everything. Wow. Uh so people uh, most pastors don't like church planting. It just requires too much. Yeah. But for me, I, I always love challenges, but I just enjoy the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as they were sharing that with me, I shared with my wife, my wife and I, on our way back home, she said, What do you think about Missouri? I said, I like it. And then I asked her, because it's very important your wife like the same place you like, right? right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. in your career. She said, I love this. She said, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, man, they're thinking about church planning. I'm going to draw a proposal. So I drew a, a proposal, and I sent it out to them, see if they're interested about moving forward about church planting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long story short. They accepted, and here we are. Amen. Eight years later. How, eight years. So, eight, eight years, years later. Eight years later. So you know how to you know how to tell short stories. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get with uh, Oakwood in Missouri? Same. Oh yes, Oak Grove. Oh, so oh, Oak, Oak Grove. Grove. Oak Grove is a the um, the English church, the Anglo church. Uh, it's already established church. The church has been. Um, I think they're going over sixty years. Wow, sixty years. Yeah, but all they needed was a pastor. Uh, their, their pastor retired during the same time I was planting, and um, the conference just thought it would be a good fit for me. It was in the same district, right. and I, I could help them out and, and still work with the church plants. Oh, and this, then 
for me to do the to be full time, I mean a full time pay with benefits for my wife and kids, mm -hmm. it was the best route for the conference to do with me to pastor here and do the church plan. So, okay, so that's where they come in. But it is a good balance. I think that was one of the questions. You yeah, know, yeah. Islander Church, and then we have a yeah. Uh, Anglo Church, it, it balances very well. So isn't it, are, are you guys a church now? Are you still planting it? Or is there a certain time frame where they're going to become a church? Oh, yeah, great question again. <laughs> I this view, man. I'm impressed with your question. Maybe you should have worn the suit. And worn the wow. you thought, you thought we're gonna be talking like the sesh twenty-seven. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember a couple of sesh ago. I watched. I was like, oh, easy. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are getting good. Man. <laughs> But yeah, great question. <laughs> so great, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> is it still in like a, a, oh, yeah. a church planting phase, or you know? And this is this is church planting, right? Okay. There, there are churches out there that are still planting, maybe even twenty years later. Oh wow! Oh wow! To be a, a full church, there's requirements that need to be met. So, um, uh, membership. Attendance, consistent attendance, and then um, tithing and offerings. Okay. Mm. You know, all these things play into, you know, a well-rounded um, system for a church. So yeah. the conference doesn't really grant anyone to be a church unless you meet some of these requirements. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I said, there's some churches out there 20 years plus and still trying. Mm -hmm. This is the beauty of what we, we planted in Missouri. It took us only three years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Three years. We submitted all we um, all of our our things to um, to become a church, and it was accepted. On our fourth year, we had our big celebration, and we had all we had over like I think about fifteen churches, pastors come down from different states. Oh wow! To Islander churches, Islander churches, yeah. So we are we are the only Islander church um, furthest west, I'm east. Um, than all the other Islander churches that are in California, Hawaii, Washington, even Utah. So we're oh, the wow. furthest. So we had all these pastors come down, all these churches to come witness because they mm. wanted to see really, <laughs> really Islander church in Missouri. <laughs> and so, yeah, on our fourth year, we had a big set. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> We all know COVID hit really hard with a lot of businesses, um, you know, infrastructures around the country. And our pastor shares this with us too, like the percentage of churches that that, that um, closed their doors. How did your church, both churches, um, continue to do outreach and also um, hold services was it online where you still doing like was it parking lot services or how would how did that how did your church survive? Yeah, just another great question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you get downloaded this question. <laughs> what, to, what to ask a pastor? <laughs> I Google that. <laughs> I was ready for questions like, what are some of the menu items on your potlucks? <laughs> 
No, that's that's question number twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was a challenge for for a lot for all churches at that time. For us personally, um, the goal was to always stay active. We knew we couldn't meet in person, but you know, like most churches, what we did, we got. Um, uh, Zoom, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we started filming uh, live, meaning I would be at home. Our brother, my younger, our youngest brother, he would be—he's my video guy, and mm-hmm. my PA guy. So he'd be filming me at home, and we're just trying to get messages out there, sermons out there. At one time, I had my suit upper half <laughs> and my pajamas <laughs> bottom half, and my brother that thought it—the the Zoom outfit. Yeah. <laughs> And my brother, he just thought it would be funny if he was just to drop the camera. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember oh that my one. God. Yeah. The Islander Church loved it. Oh, man. My other church, they were like, Pastor, really? <laughs> and so, yeah. So we were doing all that. We were doing videos. We were doing Zoom. And then we picked up, um, we were helping another church do their, their mobile pantry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were feeding the community with, as they drove by, we, their trunks were open, we would just load their vehicles with food. So we connected with that church. And with connecting with them, we saw that we want to do this at our church. Mm-hmm. And the process is you got to be an active, um, you got to be active in distributing food for at least six months. Mm-hmm. So we took advantage of that. So what we did was grab food when we were allowed to pick up food, and we went and delivered to our members. Mm -hmm. So we went door to door, and I had everybody involved, all the family, door to door, drop off food, and we had prayer with him. So we were, during the COVID, man, we were very, very active and busy, but we understood how important that was. Good news is both churches are reopened. Good. All right, and, awesome. uh, and you know what? People came back excited. Yeah. So, so those are some of the things, and we did drive-bys. I mean, to all the listeners, not those in that kind of drive-by, <laughs> 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 spiritual drive-by. <laughs> We've been like, you didn't give no offering today. <laughs> God bless oh, you. <laughs> Spiritual jive vibes. Oh, <laughs> so nice. we, we tried a lot of different things to stay active. Nice. I, I, so both churches, are they the same? Um, uh, is it domination? Denomination. Denomination. Yes. Denomination? Yes. Both is Seven Day Adventists. I'm sorry? Seventh-day Adventist. Seventh-day Adventist. Yes. So we're, we're okay. a seven-day Adventist. Okay. That's the name of our denominations. And how do uh, I'm sorry, I've, I haven't been on the island for a long time. How do islanders worship? <laughs> <laughs> Another good question. <laughs> yes. With that said, I'm going to invite my choir in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, music-wise. So this is this is this is one thing that we it separates our church from other churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, music. I mean, we Islanders we love music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we love it so much. We 
when we go to people's home and sing in their karaoke, we stay there at three in the morning. <laughs> Why <laughs> well, you got to bring up old stuff? <laughs> other people are sleeping, they're still singing. You know? <laughs> so, I blame that on your other brother. <laughs> so we love music. And so when we sing, so our choirs, uh, even uh, groups, I mean, I mean, it, I, I, the only way I can bring it is, I mean, we bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bring it. If you see some churches, it's not a knock on any other church, but some people are very, you know, you know, they hold back. They're very conservative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, music's always good, no matter what church you go to. Music's yeah. always good. Always good. Yeah. But uh, you know, I remember in uh, in the seminary, they showed us a video in Africa. And they showed a choir, African choir, singing traditional hymnal. And they were singing it, and they were all in the white and tie, you know, the white shirt tie and the white dress. And they were singing it, but they looked sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I forgot what song it was, like Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, but they, they didn't look happy. Mm-hmm. So the professor said, watch the same group. We told them, sing in your culture, sing in your language, sing in how the way you guys sing. On, they showed us another that same choir singing "Amazing Grace" in their in their attire, in the way they sing it. Oh, and man, I tell you, I was watching. I said, "Yeah, yeah. that's worship right there." <laughs> well, going back to what you said earlier about feeling comfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's right. They're in their own. Yeah, their attire. Their own, yeah, they're singing in their culture. Yeah. You know, their yeah. their language. That's well, right. Before we go on to the next question, let's do some shout outs. We got yeah. Brother Frank's on again. Hey. Said, What's up, Brother Mark? Oh, What's up, fellas? <laughs> What's up, Frankie? <laughs> you and saw Daryl in uh, Vegas, Frank. <laughs> and then uh, Jonathan Nalta says, We on, bros. What's up, man? Welcome What's to the show. On, Jonathan? Again, if you guys are just joining us, we're here with Brother Mark, uh, Pastor Mark. Uh, we're just, you know, getting to know him having some fun times. If you're, if you're just joining us, please subscribe, like the video, share the video, share the love like us Islanders always do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know one question that we all wanted to ask was we heard that, you know, um, spawn breezy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is about. <laughs> so no, nah, so, it's a jump. so <laughs> only reason why we asked you to be <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. No, but you you have met him, right? Spawn Breezy before. It depends now. <laughs> <laughs> Spawn Breezy is from our the town that we we currently live in, Independence, Missouri. And Spawn Breezy is a good friend of mine. All right, call him Pongi. Ango Pongi. Shout out to Ango awesome, Pongi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, Spawn Breezy and. Uh, Tanel, I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, Tanel. Yeah, yeah, okay. Spawn Breezy and Tanel is holding a uh, a little gig called the next big thing in Missouri right now. Mm-hmm. I think that oh tonight, oh tonight, Saturday night. The next big thing in Polynesian music. Yeah, right? in music. Yeah. yeah. So people are coming to sign up and they they're singing. Spawn Breezy and Tanel are the ones who are kind of watching, judging them. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's awesome. It comes into fruition in August. Let's go, JC. You want to go drive up there? Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> August on Labor Day weekend. I said Labor Day Memorial, which is the one in September. Or one of those weekends. <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> we'll say Labor Day. Labor Day weekend, Spawn Breezy and Tanel is also holding a concert. And 
choosing the winner for the next big thing who's going to be on his album. Oh, oh wow. wow. Nice. Yeah. So awesome. good things are happening in our community. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, back to your Definitely. question. I may know him. <laughs> I may uh, know him. How about the second part of the question? <laughs> hey, Is there a second part? Can, can, can we get okay, him on the show? Us up? <laughs> oh, man. I just put in a good word. Just, yeah, just I will. I will to talk. see in his ear. <laughs> we'll promote his uh, you know, next big thing on there. Absolutely. <laughs> right. yeah. I'll definitely get a hold of him. <laughs> no, for real. I, I would I talk awesome. to him. Awesome. That'll be we, awesome. We have another guy in the same area, in the same community. Mm-hmm. Um, Alo Key. You guys know Alo Key? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if, if you look at Alo Key, another guy who does great music, Islander yeah, music. I think I heard of him. So he, too, is from Independence, Missouri. Oh, nice. Also a good friend. All right. So if you guys, I'll give both of them a shout out oh, for, yeah. for you guys. Most definitely. Yeah. That'd good be people. awesome. Very good Isn't people. Soldier from Missouri? No, they're from Virginia. Some, I heard someone from Missouri. I forgot their name. Is uh, Tech Nine from Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> Tech Nine is from Missouri. <laughs> you know Tech Nine? <laughs> I don't know take nine, but my son-in-law, <laughs> my son-in-law who does HVAC, he did take nine's home. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, nice. Can you hook us up? <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a story about tech nine, right? So <laughs> I was in high school. I Growing up, we didn't, it's not like we, well, we weren't allowed to listen to rap music, right? So it was one of my good buddies' birthday. And I was like, Mom, I need to get Fig a birthday gift. And I went into the CD store and was, I saw Tech Nine. I saw him. I was like, saw his little cover. I said, Oh, this looks like a good one. And I just <laughs> grabbed it. And I guess he listened to it. I was he's like, Bro, what kind of music is this? <laughs> you know, Tech Nine's very it's like a it's a fast, fast, fast rap yeah. and it's fast beat. It's different from what different. a lot of Texas boys listen to, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, dude, I just grabbed it off. <laughs> Off the rack, my guy. Yeah, you know, Texas, they're Pimp C, you know. Slow <laughs> down. Yeah. That's Frank Guerra. That's, that's his <laughs> Texas boy right there. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Because I, Pastor, Pastor Mark, I, the reason why I have all these questions is because being part of our media group and, and my church, I see the ins and outs of everything, right? And when you said church planting, I know our church planting was a big thing because we had it we during covid we had bought a, a new building mm. we we were into it we getting into a new building and you know you said part of the big part of your church during covid was staying active yeah and i think that was a big thing that my pastor preached about or had had talked to us about is when you're part of a community especially especially with a church number one thing is continue to stay active whether it be zooming with like Junior, just because I can't see you doesn't mean I can, I can't reach out to you. I have your phone number. I have right. your phone, mm-hmm. and I know that whenever churches opened up, some of the members didn't come back. Yeah. And then main thing was connective connecting and staying active within your community, and I think that's a lot. That's a big part, not only in the church but also in life is yeah. continuous active with you know, your closest people, you know? So a lot of my questions are coming from like being part of a media team and seeing it and also seeing a different side of another church, you know? Mm. So 
That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good yeah, stuff. Bro. You know, um, you're right. And I, that was the one thing that we were fearful of. Well, you, uh, people, they were waiting for that one great excuse. You know, when it comes to church, mm-hmm. yeah. people have uh, probably a million excuses and yeah. why not to go to church, you know. But but now with the COVID, they had something tangible to hold on to without people not so much, you know, not looking down on them right. or yeah. judging them, right? Yeah. Because that's one thing about making excuses and not going to church. You're just afraid that someone might judge you on something, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But when COVID hit, everybody's like, all I got to say is COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is true. And listen, when people tell me they're not comfortable because of COVID, yeah. I, I take it to heart. Right. Yeah. yeah. I take it to heart because, you know, I went through it. Right. My family and I, yeah. we went through COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are. Yeah, we all it, infected. Yeah, yeah. So we know how it is. So I, I do take it to heart. So yeah. all I can do is take people's word for it. Yeah, yeah. But this, you know, we were very fearful of, you know, them using it as a tangible excuse and not right. to come back. So being active was to counter that and get them excited to come back. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if we can do this. As we're separated, man, wait till you come back in yeah. person, man. You know? So yeah. You know, so those are some things that we were we thought about as we were went through the process. Yeah. Nice. So was there anything, you know, else you wanted to be before you became a pastor? Besides an NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, of course, of course. Like I said, being a pastor was, you know, that's the bottom of my list. It was, it wasn't a thing that I was hunting for. Was right. it even on the list? No, it wasn't even on the list. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it truly, is a calling. It. Truly, a calling. Yeah, God as, put it on your list. Yeah. <laughs> but what I wanted to be, when I got out of the service, I went back to school. I went straight back to school mm-hmm. to get into, um, you know, the IT IS field. Right. Right. So I got my degrees in that because it's about money. Yeah. You know, when you were in the service for, for that long, it's no money. <laughs> they say, we give you a house and medical and everything. Yeah. We'll, we'll make you feel like you're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my goodness. This is this is Any military personnel? <laughs> I mean, higher ups. Anyways, man. But did you? I was there. So my, my thing was, yeah, coming out is about making money. Yeah, try to really provide. So I got into, uh, you know, I got my degree in information systems management. Yeah, and I remember I was working for the post office. That's right. So when I got to the post office, you know, the money and in Hawaii we get that extra twenty five percent cola. Mm-hmm. So we were making, you know, we're making really good money. But then I got into the IT department. And uh, one guy was retiring, and I was told, "Listen, you you stay here since you have your degree. You 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 work with me, and then you'll we can plug you in." And that and that field was in the department. Uh, U.S. Postal Service was one hundred and fifty thousand a uh-huh. year. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what. And then um, the calling. Came. You had the calling. Yeah. yeah, you turned it down. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I guess God called you just say no, right? Yeah. But I think you also had another calling when you were a kid, I remember, if I remember correctly. I remember. I think you had a calling of being a, I think a podcaster or a DJ, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you want to tell that story? Shall I tell that story? <laughs> I think it's always better when the brother tells it. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother, Mark, you know, when we were kids, had this radio. You remember the radio with the yeah. cassette tape yeah. in there? My brother used to record, like, radio shows on this cassette. He would record it, and, and he'd pretend that he was the DJ and uh, doing interviews. <laughs> and doing, He was, like, what, nine nine years old at that time? I think so. Nine years old, and he would make, like, full shows on these cassettes. Like, hey, you just joined the Mark show. And <laughs> oh, wow. Do you still have those tapes? <laughs> no. No. I mean, they got lost in the yeah, fire. <laughs> it's always lost in the fire, lost in the flood. <laughs> I think we... I think we recorded over it. Yeah. <laughs> Some real music. Some real music. That's well, right. That's funny. That's true, man. K M R K M A R K. K Mark. K Mark. That's, that's right. awesome. All right. So you guys know what to look up, man. Yeah. YouTube K Mark. K Mark. <laughs> Hashtag find the tapes. <laughs> So here I am living my dreams, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Island View, baby. Islanders View, oh, K Mark. <laughs> well, I know your um I know your your boy Spawn Breezy is doing the next best best thing, right? But uh what's the next next best thing for Pastor Mark and his churches? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Just wrapping up twenty twenty one. Yeah. Our goal as we enter twenty twenty one. We were, we were setting so many goals, but our biggest goal was to help us get over 2020. Uh, yeah. Yes. 2020 was man, <laughs> a year to remember. Yes. It seemed like it just spilled remember. into 2021, <laughs> yeah. you know, like right? the beginning of the year. It almost right. felt like that, yeah. didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, did. it almost yeah. felt like that. Like, oh, man, it, nothing has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changing. But, you know, I think things are getting better. Yeah. I think. A sense of normalcy is slowly creeping in, and for the churches, it's happening. Yeah, uh, a lot of the restrictions are being lifted, and once again, we encourage people: don't, you know, don't don't put yourself at risk if you feel like right. you know you have to come back, or you know, take care of yourself, you and your yeah. family, make the right yeah. choices for you and your family. That's right. But as the restrictions are being lifted, people are coming back, and they're coming back strong. So our goal is to wrap up 2021 and achieve that one big goal was to kind of really put 2020 to rest. Yeah. You know, just put yeah. it in the back burner and forward progress. Nice. You know, yeah. so. Awesome. Well, I forgot to tell you, JC, that uh, my brother Mark is also a faithful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a whole different, that's a whole other sesh. <laughs> we'll have you back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just one sesh talking about that. <laughs> I think Brandon won't be here. <laughs> no, I won't be. He's a CR fan. Keep staring at that hat. That's <laughs> um, so what? Hey, hold on, because I want to. Brother Frank's. <laughs> I know. So I, I was gonna. I want to know, yeah, Pastor Pastor Mark, what is the shotgun punch? <laughs> uh, just so you know, uh, Brother Frank brought it up. What's up, Frank? So yeah, but we want you to explain it. Oh man, <laughs> the 
shotgun puns is simple, man. It, it, it's what saved us from being destroyed <laughs> by some of the guys in the back in uh, Guam. Yeah, it was Guam. Yeah. Guam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about that offline. We'll talk about that offline. <laughs> Just kind of think about it, yeah. We, we were attacked a lot in Guam. <laughs> Bye-bye, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There was there was a question I had like at, at the beginning of it. Um, oh, here here it is. So I know that churches have different mottos to to go off of, and in order to um, you know outreach or to. Uh, have a base in their church and the congregation. Mm -hmm. What do you continue, whether it be the Anglo church or your Island church, what do you continue to like preach to them as far as like, so our church is um, built again, built together because of 2020 mm. we're building back up and we, as a mm. church, we do it together, you know? Yeah. Um, what's one thing that you continue to preach to your, your congregation? Wow. Another great question. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the past couple um, sessions that we have, just encouraging everybody to be that um, that voice of hope, that that side of faith that people are looking for. Mm. You know, so I always remind them every time we come to church, you know, it, it's a safe haven, and it's this real comfortable place that we want you to be. But don't neglect the fact that church is training grounds. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we are prepping you, preparing you. You know, so if you walk out, if you walk out of this place, uh, blessed, um, comforted, um, you're able to overcome some of your personal um, struggles, then you're supposed to use that same thing that you learned that day and try to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because right. not everybody's coming to church. Right. Yeah. You know, so. I was, so that's our thing, you know. We are, we are training our members to be disciples. Mm. So whatever, you, whatever you're gaining from here, take it out there because there's somebody right now sitting at home, mm -hmm. sitting on the side that, you know, that needs hope and needs yeah. a sight of faith. That's good. So like a beacon, right? Like a yeah. beacon of light. Be a beacon of light out there. Right? Absolutely, you know. And people be so surprised on on how they can have an effect. On someone just by saying hello. That's yeah. right. That yeah. is right. Just by sending a call, sending a right. shout out. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like Frank and everyone else sending a shout out. Man. Yeah. That feels good, man. That's right. Yeah. Or just even calling somebody rather That's than right. just texting That's somebody. Right. Yeah. You know, because through text, emotions and certain things can be misconstrued. Mm. But yeah. when you call somebody and you hear that person's voice on the other end, it's mm -hmm. like, okay. Yeah. Let's 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 really talk. Yeah, it's true, man. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's nothing like face to face, but when you can't, it's always it's always good to call. You that's know, right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, hey, that's awesome. Hey, that's a that's honestly a the greatest way to end this sesh. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys took anything from that, what we kept <laughs> saying, even in the beginning, what do we say? Share the love, right? Yeah, yeah. Share pass the love, love share, share the love. love you know. There's like we're just talking about 2020. There's just too much negativity in the world now. We have to control it and just show love to everybody. You know, yes, you are sir. the gift. Yep, <laughs> that's um, right. 
But like I said, that this is session number 27. 27. Yes. Brother Mark, thank you for joining us. Awesome getting to know you. Um, again, if you guys just joined us, we're here with Brother Mark. Got to know him. Pastor Mark, um, if you're just new to the show, please subscribe. Share the love again. Like the video. Comment down below. Again, this is session number 27. I want to thank everybody for watching and listening. Chalofa. Chalofa. One love and God bless. Come on now. Yep. We love you guys. Thank you guys for all your support. One love and God bless. Peace. Peace. Hey, where do you think you're going? You haven't left our minds yet. Again, thanks for watching and listening. And like we say on the islands, the first time you're a guest in our home. And after that, your family. So welcome to the family. One love and God bless. Peace.